Do you think they'll take down this episode for copyright? If they I'm could. Humming, it was a good day by Ice Cube. That did sound a lot like it. That was like a, a, a complete replica of the song. Shit. The algorithms are going to kill us and take us down. You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Garage Guys NASCAR Podcast Race Recap of the bush light clash at the los angeles coliseum what a fucking weekend in hollywood uh me and dale are here i'm garage guy chase it's dale tanhart what it do glad dale? to be back glad to be back doing the race recaps again it's uh it's been a minute we've been doing all this other media stuff and the one show we haven't done is the recap so we got plenty to recap today because it was uh, just a, a absolute hell of a weekend. Yeah, we uh, we started off. I mean, this weekend almost didn't even happen. Um, there's so much good shit that has been said, and, and the race itself was amazing. The being in LA was cool as hell. But yeah, we almost weren't there. We almost didn't do it. We uh, we we strapped our boots and we tied them tight, and we hoped we didn't get in a fight like Billy Madison and we got on an aeroplane. Tell us about your aeroplane experience. It's not the most fun thing in the world for anybody that doesn't know. I'm fucking terrified of flying. Uh, Dramamine does not work. Uh, still as anxious as humanly possible. So end of the day, I survived two two plane rides. So that's all that matters. I don't know what it's going to take to get over it, but. I don't know. We're happy, though. I'm happy. I'm happy you made it, because one thing I will say is for the rest of my life, if anybody tries to, to like, come at you about, oh, you just take Dramamine, I'm just going to be like, you don't understand. You don't understand that don't do shit for that boy. And and it's uh, it is what it is. So we're going to be looking for um, we have to be on the lookout for for the ground rolling. We'll have to stay yeah. rolling on the ground. You know, it's it, it sucks because. It is a very irrational fear. And uh, speaking of irrational, a lot of people thought that this idea of the bushlight clash at the Coliseum was a very irrational idea after having been in Daytona for so long. But the race was an absolute fucking success. Uh, in person, attendance was incredible. Uh, on TV, the reviews just came out. The ratings just came out, I should say. And it was a highest scoring preliminary Event of the Daytona 500 since 2016. So he races. Yep. Yeah. That, what a terrible name that was, right? <laughs> Dear God. That certainly sucked too. The era of the Bud shootout is dead, unfortunately, as much as some some people hate to hear that. But what a, a hell of an era it was. And it kind of just fell off once. It's like it fell off once Budweiser wasn't the sponsor anymore of the yeah. shootout. And then they had Sprint Unlimited and the revival of the Bush Clash is what we needed, and this weekend was very old school combined with new school. I think it's a good way to put it. Yeah, big weekend for short track racing as well, and I think it just it goes to show that like it, it you could do this anywhere now. Like the what was it? 
more than 50,000 people showed up at the LA Coliseum. I think capacity is what 77,000 and they had seats like blocked off for production. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean it, I know it looked good on TV, but in person I can say we were up on the the 7th floor and so we were basically atop the the Coliseum. There's only like one or two floors above us where the spotters were. And I would say the crowd was 80% full. I mean, it was it was very, very good attendance. So, packed. I mean, I think it was packed. the energy, the atmosphere, everything about it was was phenomenal. I would say it's a top three, top five event, racing event I've ever been to. And we we're the first people that got to go. Like, like we were there. Like, that's that's the reason I didn't want to miss this thing, man, is just because I know that there are so many other people out there that that were just probably just gutted to have to miss this event. And and if we could have an opportunity to go, we had to be there and it was definitely well worth it. But we're going to unpack kind of our weekend uh, arriving in L.A., some of the shit that we did. I mean, we pretty much just went to the track. That was about it. We just stayed at the track like all day long. Talk a little bit about the racing itself. Um a lot of short track revivalists are going ham on social media now. And it just proved itself. There's just, there's so much to just unpack ice cube, pit bull, DJ ski, like everybody's tripping balls because hip hop is in NASCAR, like all the way. The vision has finally came. We brought Winston back and it felt very much like the old days with the vibe and just how many people screaming the all of the um you, you could definitely tell there were some uh channel five watchers in the audience i saw some guys with the cyclops shades some overalls had a little bit of talladega vibes out there in la so th those fans they know how to get it done dude i'm not gonna yeah. lie like they're rowdy as hell also saw quite a bit of that phase clan shit like I know I'm not like very well versed or knowledgeable what is about that. that. Uh, so from my understanding, I thought FaZe was uh like a clan of like pro video game uh esports guys. And now it's you know what what I got a computer right in front of me. Why don't I why don't I look it up while we're trying to figure that out? I know it had to have started. Uh let's see. Okay, yeah, Counter Strike. It started from Counter Strike. And now it has blown up into this entertainment organization that's like a worldwide phenomenon. Anyway, they produced some merch uh, in a collaboration with NASCAR recently. Right here, I'm on their website. The first thing that pops up, it says, welcome to the future. And <clears throat> my voice is kind of gone, as you can tell. We had to celebrate a big uh, Joey Logano win. Oh, yeah. Um, made some money. But on the website, the first ad that comes up is the merch that has face clan with nascar and the designs are pretty cool i just don't know anything about these guys and i'm not a big esports guy honestly and i don't know i don't think chase is either but along with seeing a lot of important people and just fans in general wearing nascar stuff like a lot of cool nascar jackets were spotted i saw one guy uh wearing a old school or like a 2004 2003 jeremy mayfield dodge mountain dew ray evernham jacket which That's is like a, a very coveted jacket uh in this game i feel like so uh 
the the pop culture thing was huge out there and it didn't disappoint for these guys and girls fucking danny trejo was there wearing a damn rams jersey we should have got that man a throwback dude he could have rocked the he could have rocked a dale earnhardt jacket hell even dale jr that's a bad motherfucker he we should have got him rubber made. Like, he definitely you know? deserved a black jacket. He definitely deserved a black uh, number three Dale Earnhardt jacket for sure. Shout out to Danny Trejo, the man himself, Machete, uh, the biker from Bubble Boy, uh, in search of wildfire, uh, forever and always. We love Danny He's Trejo. In like a million movies is like a support guy. Yeah. Uh, the first thing I remember is Anchorman. He was like the bartender in Anchorman when yeah uh, <laughs> when uh, Will Ferrell's like. At like at his worst of his career, like has the beard with the milk and everything, and he goes in the bathroom and comes out and he's just clean. Yeah, he's ready. And he like he uses that 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 like clam or not the clam that shell to like magic conch to call the the rest of the anchor squad, and they're just like sitting behind him. They're like, "Oh hey, what's up?" That's all we were missing was just Will Ferrell with a magic conch. I know. Will Ferrell being there would have been sick. He lives in LA. Like yeah. he goes to like Lakers games and shit. So there was a there was a ton of, of people out there. And I mean, even the people like I mean, obviously we got to link up with a lot of people up on that top floor. You got to meet one of your uh longtime childhood heroes from the football field. Can you yeah. tell me about that? Yeah, Deshaun Foster. I don't know if for all the NFL geeks out there like myself, uh, especially in the mid two thousands, like I grew up in that era. And I'm a big Carolina Panthers fan. And ESPN 2K4, 2K5, one of those had Terrell Owens on the cover. I think it was 2K5. That was the first game I ever played, and I would play with the Panthers. And just Sean Foster was a beast in that game and a beast in real life for the Panthers for like four or five years. So he was up there and got to meet him and talk to him for a little while. So I kind of geeked out a bit meeting uh, Panthers legend. So Yeah, dude. And David there was a Baker. ton of other people. That, David like, Baker just, was there. The, who was it? David Baker. That's the guy that uh, the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah. Guy, whenever they announce <laughs> guys that uh, get inducted into the Hall of Fame, he like shows up and, and and tells them and like gives them the jacket or whatever. So that guy was cool. Super nice guy. Yeah, it's it's incredible seeing him, man. Because like, look, no harm to him, but dude, if there was anybody in this world that like looked more like what a cartoon character would look like in real life. It's that man. All right. And and I I hate to have to, like, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but it's like, there's just some people that like you see, like when you see them in real life, as opposed to like on screen, it's just really surreal. He is like one of those people. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like, and I remember telling you, like, I know him, I know him. And I couldn't make ends meet at the time, probably because the sun fried my face. And my brain was boiling. Yeah, it was but, very uh, sunny. The weather was too perfect. Yeah, yeah. It was just a lot of sun. It was Cali. It's exactly what you would expect of California. But uh, but yeah, him. And then shout out to Sean Barrett as well. He's a, um, he's a TikToker, Instagram. He does a lot of uh, crazy weird content. Uh, if you were big into the, the emo rock scene, skater boy scene, whatever, uh, you'll definitely love his shit. He got to come out with his buddy Thomas, which, by the way, Thomas is now he uh, he DM me and he was like, I am a lifelong Joey Logano fan forever. I think him watching us celebrate that bet and then just because that was his first race, seeing him win, he's like, yeah, never like. So how many Joey Logano fans got created this weekend? Probably a ton. Way too um, many. Way too many. I'll tell you that. I mean, it's not often we 
we really root for Logano, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I told uh, I told Spider this, HQ Spider for Barcel Sports. Those guys were up there. I got to chat with them a bit. They hate um, him. They fucking hate him. And I was <laughs> like, look, I, I, I'm i not going to say I hate Joey, but he's not my favorite. You know, as a fan, yeah. I have not been a Logano guy, you know, most of my life. But you cannot be biased with your picks. You got to no. pick the guys that you think will win you money. And that's what we had to do. And me and you both, you know, we had me and you both had four guys and our two common guys were Logano. And we had Denny, who was a huge, Fried. huge Fried his car. bust. Yeah, he was an absolute bust. So, yeah, uh, that's why we created Joseph L. That's why there's Joseph of, L exists. I think, uh, yeah, Joseph L, right? He's uh, the secret fucking, according to that Twitter account, he's like a punk rock motherfucker i don't even know big mega guy yeah slipknot yeah Mm -hmm. corn corn uh they performed in la on that friday night bubba wallace and a bunch of guys went out there cody got to meet jonathan that's right cody Ware was there too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we heard all about that yeah it would have been sick to go to that show i know you're not i know it's not really your cup of tea for me though like growing up is like that like you know kid that i I don't know i I feel like i balanced like the music and the sports life very well throughout my life like like none of my friends in sports listen to that kind of music but i did and then i had like a whole nother friend group that was like that that listened to that kind of music so i was like a sports kid and a goth kid at the same time it was pretty uh pretty interesting dynamic i got to kind of have my cake and eat it too so yeah i I just got into I got into rap music really, really early, and that was my life for almost a decade. And then I kind of got into some uh, some of the kids apparently call it classic rock now, which is absolutely terrifying. That but blows my brain. Punk rock stuff like Blink One Eighty Two. That was like my that became one of my favorite bands ever. But let's talk about the race, dude. Let's talk about the heats. Uh, yes, there are a lot of comers and goers. There are a lot of uh, actually one more thing, non racing related. There's a place at the LA airport that we ate at twice called Osteria, I think. Fucking pizza. phenomenal pizza. So good. Just, I, I was, the pizza's incredible. I, I can't, that's all I can say about it. So if you yeah, go to LA, if you go to the airport, I think it's in Terminal 6. Yeah, it's Terminal 6. I've never been someone that wanted to eat hot pizza at seven o'clock in the fucking morning, but uh, Dale turned me on to it and it was delicious except for when the Pepsi Mountain Dew machine ran out and the woman got sassy with us. So she did. She did. Yeah. yeah. And she she assumed we were just like these over conservative rednecks because we were wearing NASCAR stuff. So, yeah, yeah. shout out to that woman. Don't that was, don't uh, really, don't really like that either. So those people exist. They are there. Food was um, good, though. But um, so from start to finish, this thing was was just bonkers. Uh the last chance qualifier two was obviously the craziest part. I mean, just wreck after wreck after wreck. But a uh, big surprise of the weekend to me. We know Joey Logano won and got the bag for the Garage Fam. Uh, hey, I was going to say Justin Haley. Justin Haley. We talk about how uh, it's pretty crazy that Colleg has jumped into the series. They won last year with AJ Allmendinger. They open up the season with really good speed out of a, a brand new team. And had a top five run, had Larson not kind of got a little pissed off and retaliated, put him in the wall. But 
I, I was shocked how fast Justin Haley was. They won the third heat uh, easily and uh, had a really good, really good run for most of the weekend. Yeah, he blew my mind uh, at how fast they were. And that it makes me go back to my my video that I made when Castle got signed, where it was like, you know, the the dad, it was like, you know, the the, the beefhead dad with like the two beefhead kids. And it was like Hemrick and Almondinger with the slick back hair, you know, the spiky hair gel look, like the got to be products, like all in the head. And then like Landon was there. Like I, I really am, am on this narrative. I love, I love Colleg. Okay. First off, I'm just going to go ahead and say that I love Colleg, love Chris, love Justin, even though Justin may still be a little angry at us because of Atlanta and Chris as well, that we didn't pick him. This year, things are going to be different, but you got to look at this. Okay. Like, if there was anybody that would find a way to inject steroids in a car, it would probably be Matt Colick, all right? That man is all the way in, okay? That dude hits the gym every, like, five minutes, probably. Like, you see him, then he's gone. He's at the gym. He's teleported there, okay? That man lived there. So that's what I immediately thought. I'm seeing these cars, and I'm like, yo, how in the hell are they this fast? And then that, it also brings you to the point to where it's like, well, these cars are supposed to be equaled up. And we talked about that so much in the offseason, and so did everybody else. If that truly is the case, Justin Haley's a bad motherfucker, dude, because he was whipping. I mean, I did not expect to see that out of them at all. And for him to get as far as he did, I mean, dude, he would have been a top five contender easy if he wouldn't have got his shit busted. Yeah, I mean, he was passing Larson, I think, for third or for fourth when that wreck happened, uh, which ultimately gave Lagana the lead and allowed him to get away from Kyle there at the end. But it's funny. It's like we have some, like, tension with Colleg low-key because Chris Rice, every time we run into him, always fucks with us about <laughs> not picking his guy. Or Like, I, was, I had the Earnhardt jacket on on Sunday, and I was talking to Haley, and Chris Rice ran up behind me and goes, hey, this is a guy uh, – this guy bet on Dale Earnhardt today. Yeah. Uh, like, like Dale Earnhardt's dead. He's like – it's just <laughs> it's just hilarious. Like, he always finds a way to shit him. on us because – uh, Yeah, I, I mean, him, yeah, I love – his personality is awesome. And I, I like people that will – in the garage area that will kind of, you know, mess with us. And, of course, we run into Haley, and he still thinks about – Last year, the Xfinity race, when I took Noah Gragson to beat him in a matchup, and he we did. We live rent-free in his head. And I literally said to Haley that Gragson was going to finish third and cash my top three bet, and Haley was going to finish fourth. I was like, Haley, look, you're, you're, I, I still think you're going to have a good run. I just think Gragson is going to beat you by a slim margin. I think Gragson is going to finish third. You're going to finish fourth. And that is exactly what happened, and we walk up. And ended up having a good conversation with him. But when we walk up, he's just looking at us, shaking his head, just saying no. Every and time. the first thing he said was, <laughs> you pick Gragson over me, man. And I was like, well, I mean, we were fucking right. Like, what do you want? <clears throat> that's why we do what we do. But maybe yeah, we motivated out. him. Maybe maybe that's what's going on here. Maybe we just motivated the shit out of him. And now he's just like, I'm just going to cup next year. And they're not going to have a choice but to bet on me. Yeah. He's just out here now and just whipping it, dude. Yeah, the guy's a good driver. He's a hell of a plate racer. So we'll see what. What he's got at Daytona, the Daytona yeah. 500 coming up. I think he's a legitimate contender to win based on how good he's been at the super speedways. So uh, let's talk about a couple of disappointments. 
Um, uh, start with Tyler Reddick's car blowing up. That made me very sad. Uh, something yeah. that went wrong with the transmission. I think he was downshifting. Anytime and, uh, you can make uh, poorly aged NASCAR tweets, you, you did something pretty yeah. special. Yeah, talking about that, what was it? I, I said um, that uh, just ordered fries, uh, got the number eight was my little table number, and I was like, it's a sign. And then his and car was literally got leading fried. the race when you get when you did that. Yeah, and like maybe five minutes later so that's a, that's what's that's a, a red flag for the next gen or we can't say next gen anymore it's now gen seven that's kind of a red flag for uh the mechanical aspect behind these new cars is uh and that, that's why we have a race like this an exhibition like this to yeah. see what kind of bugs there could be before we get into the start of the season but absolutely sucked for reddick because he may have just he may have led every single lap and just run away with that race. He was so fast. Yeah, he was. That's the same thing that happened to Denny, though. That happened to Denny, and that happened to Chase Briscoe. Yeah, so, Briscoe broke. Briscoe broke apart in practice, and then had that happen in the in the main race. So, and mm-hmm. Briscoe was one of the fastest cars on the track early on in that race, just carving through the field. So, I want to talk about uh, a disappointment or a couple disappointments. Uh, you mentioned Denny Hamlin had a. Had, a, had, a, had a, some kind of failure and wrecked out, but he was never even a contender from the beginning. No. I know he won. He won one of the last chance qualifiers, got in to the event, but from the get go, as one of our picks to win a consensus pick, he sucked. He was so bad, and regardless of the failure, I mean, he just he got lapped within the first ten laps of the race. I'm nervous. I was shocked by that. I'm so nervous, not only for him, but I mean, another one too is Martin Truex Jr. He was a favorite of the race. These Toyotas at Gibbs, man. I mean, Kyle Busch was fast as fuck, and we can get into that. He was the only one that really was holding his own. But when you have Truex not having good runs and you have Denny not having good runs and you look over and Kevin Harvick's kind of in, in that same situation where they're not running that great, it makes you start worrying about these older guys, man. And it makes you start thinking, like, what if, what if this is, like, an, an, a, an adaptive problem? And I feel like maybe that's kind of, like, what we saw with Jimmy Johnson when he went and, you know, when he was running with the, the what was it, Gen 6? And it just seemed like he just fell off. And it's like, I, I mean, it's the first race of the year. I don't want to overreact too much. But it's like, that is just so unlike Denny, so unlike Martin Truex Jr. to short track, man. Yeah, it's. From the, the from the betting aspect, I kind of had a bad feeling about Truex. I don't know why, but yeah, uh, I think it was a narrative thing. There's a million people out there that think Truex is going to retire after this year because uh, just the he's not going to like the race car. He doesn't he, he doesn't like the racing after one Cole, race. That's that's when it all gets said and done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there. I think that narrative element, you know, had a little bit of impact on how I how I kind of scripted this race out in my head and. Yeah, him and Denny was were not were just not good at all. Christopher Bell ran okay. He was he ran around fifth to tenth most of the race, finished eighth. Uh, but at the end of the day, Logano and Kyle Busch, two of the best short track racers of the last decade, duked it out. Yeah, Logano those heats mattered. They had they mattered so much because, like you were saying, you know, we were talking about it all weekend. It was position. It was all about position at these tracks, man. Because I mean, look at. You know, Chase Elliott had a really great car, and look, I mean, he just ended up having to get shuffled towards the back, and he just had a hard time trying to get up there because when you're when you're elbow to elbow with these cars, metaphorically speaking, coming around these these sharp turns and trying to like fight your way up, 
you're, I mean, the percentage of you getting popped or pounded is definitely super high. So, I mean, it's just, you want to try to take care of the car. You don't know what's going to happen. Then you see caution come out. I think Stenhouse was the first caution. Shout out to Ricky, by the way, even though he did have really good lap averages, just was one of those situations. He got kind of pushed more towards the back and just having to fight his way up. And you know, that man, I mean, I saw some people saying some some things. I mean, everybody's going to say the wrecky shit. It's just how it goes at this point. So it's whatever. I mean, that man don't give a damn. He just rolls with it. He don't care. Yeah. No, he had. And and so once that happened, you're under caution. These cars start breaking and it's just like, fuck. But it wasn't the carnage like we thought we would see. It really was not the terrible like shit show that like if you want to compare it to the last chance race number two. That's what I feel like we thought the clash was going to be. And it just, it, it wasn't at all. Yeah. The, and part of the last chance Q number two, there was a lot of inexperience in that, in that yeah. field. Uh, Austin Cindric and Harrison Burton, uh, both rookies. Then you got Ty Dillon who hasn't raced in a cup car in a couple of years, ran through everybody. Cindric ran through everybody. Harrison Burton was running through everybody. I mean, it was just absolute chaos. And, and, and I think Landon Castle was in that as well. Bubba Legit Wallace had a lot of beat the banking. Yeah, I mean, it and Ryan Priest uh, ended up winning that last chance qualifier after all the smoke settled. But, no, all the doomsdayers out there, which there were a lot of them, that uh, criticized the move as soon as it was announced and continued to criticize it as it was – the track was built and started coming, uh, coming to fruition. And they were, I think they were wrong because when we got to the main race, it was, uh, it was relatively clean. Blaney had, had spun out, Chase Elliott spun out, Ricky had spun out. Then you had the incident with Haley, but it wasn't like a, a log jam traffic shit show that everybody thought it would be. And I mean, playing it on iRacing that that's how it typically worked out on the simulator, yeah. but it just goes to show the simulator is not real life. And we got the best drivers in the world doing yeah. this versus uh, Dale Tanhart on a, on a fucking uh, Chinese made desk yeah. uh, with my steering wheel and, and gas pedal trying to, trying to race. So yeah, that thing's a- barely holding on, man. Like I put my, my hand on that desk the other night and like it literally shifted all the way to the right. So I know, honestly, I love this desk. It, it, it it will hold up, but it, it's, you know, it's, it's not the sturdiest if you, if you mess with it, but, but yeah, no, I mean, like you were saying though, man, it's like, like that's what heat races and LCQs are for. It's because these are the best guys in the world. It's going to get the inexperience out the way. And that's why we saw the show that we saw is because we had the best guys that were out there that were capable and prepared to go out there and try to fight for the win. And that's why we got the race that we got. So yeah, yeah it definitely was shocking that another disappointment I'll say uh, is Alex Bowman, dude. I, he was like the gut boy that I had. I mean, I mean, if you bet it, it's, you know, I'm sorry, but he's the gut boy. And I literally said it in the video too. I'm like, this was a daydream that I had. Don't, don't, don't ride it too hard. You know, I know I've been bragging profusely about my perfect car to start the season article was perfect. Uh, and I gotta, I'm going to have to add one more thing. I tried to tell chase. I'm tr- I did try to tell chase. Don't do it. Bowman's not going to win this race. Yeah. You know me with the gut, though, dude. Like, if something happens, right or wrong, I just – I got to do it. That was – I mean, because you look back. You look back to last year. My gut was telling me at Bristol, Kevin Harvick, and he was right there. And then he just – he got out of the way. It's just 
I, I just I'll never not be that guy. And I've realized that it just sometimes you got to roll it. But luckily, that's why we have other picks on the card. And yeah, we were I, right in line, both even though Hamlin was wrong. We were and both we did. Right in line with what you did today. Yeah, when we talked early in the week, originally I was on the border with Logano, not sure, and you were already on him. So yeah, you did kind of tell me, "Hey, I mean, what, I'm surprised you're not on Logano yet." And I was like, "You know, I'm just, I don't know." Because you're know usually yet. computer head, dude. Like you're already like in this, like you know, seven years before the race. So it's like whenever you you're telling me you're not sure, I'm just like, "Man, you haven't looked at anything. You obviously have not researched this shit." Yet. I well, and that's. I had, I had looked at a good bit of stuff, but just sometimes things change last minute. Sometimes you find one little, uh, one, one little key analytic or, or something particular that sticks out maybe from watching film like previous races. And, uh, part of it was uh, that TikTok I made. I'm not going to lie. I, I made a TikTok kind of <laughs> shitting on fans. And I, I was like, great, it's still funny as hell. What's the sound like, clip with that, by the way? I don't know what that what that's from. I don't know what that's from. That's I, we need to find sure. that out though. But, but uh, I, I'm just upset you didn't get to get him at the same odds that I got him at. Getting him at plus twelve hundred was nuts. I don't yeah. think I'll ever. That, that was Daytona type numbers. Yeah, for that value, I mean, that's literally to me. Uh, if you look at all the stats and everything, that's unbelievable. But I just didn't want the karma after making that TikTok last week to come back and bite me. So I was like, you know, the stats are good. The data is there. Uh, and I don't want karma to bite me in the ass and then lose my retirement fund in this race. So yeah, yeah it worked out, but you know, besides Logano, Kyle Busch are two guys that uh, were the class of the field, uh, a couple good surprises. Uh, how about Eric Jones? The, yeah. You, you kind of touched on it earlier. There wasn't a lot of passing, like your starting position really mattered, uh, because of just the, how the track was, it, the low speeds and the hard braking is just really tough to pass on this kind of deal so the fact that eric jones started 16th and finished fourth that's a hell of a run by those guys that's your dfs boy right there that's there, the guy i should have wrote about in the dfs article he was yep he was a dfs guy uh austin Dillon started 10th finished third really came on strong at the end which yeah. isn't surprising considering that reddick was really fast clearly rcr kind of hit on something in practice and qualifying Cole Custer, we talked to our boy Evan uh, in the garage before the race. Shout they, out. Uh, they felt really good about what they had, and Cole Custer uh, made it through, started 14th, and finished 7th. So, big run by those guys. And Yeah, it was – uh, like, I was, was just going to say, like, it's – those are always those things, and, like, the, I've learned a lot just from watching this one race now, like – going into this year like you're gonna we're gonna be able to take a lot from that like not necessarily for daytona or talladega but i'm just really ready to see these guys on intermediates now like i mean it's just the itches there i'm burning inside um and, and eric jones honestly i mean he was the only one with enough balls that whole team to like literally skew the car to just like try that out or whatever do that at testing so um yeah they i hope that they do good man i really do but I think we saw that who the better driver out of him and Ty Dillon was. And, you know, I don't really, I don't know those two guys at all. So, I mean, it's just, I, I hate trying to talk about them and I don't really know them, but just the, the driving spoke for itself. And so, I mean, it, it is what it is. And, and I hope to see him do well and get that 43 back in victory lane at some point. 
Yeah, I mean, they're due. You know, they're, they're very due, uh, particularly with the 43 and Eric Jones. And I think he's a good race car driver. Just They just got to put it all together. And I don't – I just don't – I know a lot of people are going to overreact, but I just don't believe that this race is very representative of what's going to happen throughout the season. I mean, this was like no, a, little, I agree. a little dash at the end of the day. I mean – you can take what we saw from Tyler Reddick having really good speed. Maybe that's something that translates to a Martinsville or a Richmond or a even maybe a Phoenix. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm not going to make a bunch of hoopla about it because of it's, you know, it, it was a, a special event, an inaugural event at a crazy idea. And it worked. All that matters yeah. is that it worked. It was fun. And there is a future. There's a potential future for it now. So. That Yeah, and that's what I want to get into. At the end of the day, what these things do is they bring outsiders into the sport. You go into these places that NASCAR really has never done much. Like, I don't know. What was it, like 40 years? Have they ever ran in L.A.? I don't even think they have ran in L.A., like it, actually in Los Angeles. Um, no, I mean, Fontana serves as that market, but Fontana yeah. is not, I mean, technically it's not L.A., seen, you know. You see the, the 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 type of crowd that goes to Fontana was not the same, really the same crowd as what we saw at the Coliseum. And the beauty of that is, is that while these races may not be so reflective on what we're going to see throughout the season, this is going to get other people watching throughout the season, wanting to go to those tracks like Fontana and Sonoma and be a part of that. And hell, we, we talked about this multiple times, multiple people this week. You've done it now. You have put a track inside of a football field. You can do this anywhere and reach way more markets. You can go. I think the big one we talked about multiple times is Wembley Stadium in London. You could literally take a race to London, put these cars on some fucking boats, ship them in some crates, let them get out. Hopefully nothing breaks on the way. And then they get out and they run. And then that one guy that was commentating between Carl Edwards and Schumacher can just get pissed off all the time. Hopefully they'll have him broadcasting it. He won't know anyone. He'll be trying to talk shit about Lewis Hamilton and Verstappen. And they're not even in the race. That's what I want to see. Yeah. I, uh, Wembley Stadium would be huge. I, I'm sure they're experimenting or, or at least looking at what potential markets internationally they could bring something like this to, like a big stadium or shit. I mean, I know they're, they've got to be looking at road courses for if you oh, want to yeah. just go internationally. So Suzuka, run it, it back. Yeah, right. Uh, it, really, it really opens up the spectrum uh, for what's to come internationally and for more races being at stadiums and bowls and shit. A lot of different types of Bristol basically built inside of, of these different venues. So, but well, I that's think great it, Coliseum sweating, dude. Well, they, somebody <laughs> tweeted, I don't, I can't remember who it was, but because the track was, has already been destroyed that it truly is the last great Coliseum in Bristol because yeah. this one is destroyed and that's the last one left. So I think to cap that conversation, if we go overseas to like, uh, England or something. Lee Diffie's got to be the commentator. Lee Diffie's the NBC guy who does IndyCar, and he did uh he does some IMSA races too. Awesome commentator. You got to put Mike Joy with Lee Diffie and uh, a couple other guys. So it, it'll be exciting Clint to see Boyer how it plays out in the future. Yeah, put yeah, put Lee Diffie with uh with Clint uh, Boyer and like 
What the hell did you just say to me? Yeah. <laughs> You're talking too gosh damn fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be a good contrast. No doubt about it. It would, man. No, we the weekend was great. And I um uh, I, I definitely I will say that like I, I will not mind visiting LA. LA was never really a big place I cared to visit or go to. And then going out there now. Um, I'll definitely take a, a jog back out that way. So hopefully NASCAR will do this again and go back to the Coliseum. And if not the Coliseum, maybe somewhere else. But yeah, and uh, once I think once story, the, they did great. Once the COVID restrictions, once we get to that point where it eases up, I think LA would be a, a much more fun place to go to. But it still was fun. Uh, yeah. The only thing I, I could tell anybody who hasn't been out west. In and out fucking sucks. I promise. Tyler Reddick kind of disagreed with yeah. me. He said he thinks it's pretty good, but I think that's everybody it, from California. Well, it is just the most overhyped burger and fries I've ever had in my life. So I guess if it wasn't so overhyped, it would be okay. But if you go out west, go to In and Out, you've probably if you're not from the West and you hadn't had it, you're probably going to be expecting a super hyped up burger. I'm here to tell you. It's not that good. Go to your local, you know, five guys. Five guys are, is the best. You know, hell, obviously, you know, we're brought to you by Hooters. So, I mean, just go eat wings instead of burgers. Who cares? There you go. There you go. I will yeah. say this, though. Um, the uh, the the whole West Coast thing, I just feel like burgers and fries is their thing. And hot dogs. It just tripped me out. Like, we ate it. We ate it at a little place. What was it? Carney's or something like that. And then they, they were like the, the fries, like trash fries, I think is what they were called. I can't now, remember. I do like that. I do like that. Thousand Island dressing on fries. That shit's pretty good to me. I, I could like, honestly, I ate them. They, they weren't bad, but they weren't the best thing in the world either. Like, it's just. That place was better than In-N-Out, in my opinion. That place was yeah. better than In-N-Out. But yeah, it seems like there's like a, a ridiculous, like an absurd amount of burgers and fries joints. Like there's so many of them. It's How are like people that healthy out there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they go to Shake Shack and get a fucking mushroom burger, but yeah. Shake Shack is really good by the way, but uh, they're kind of more, they're not just West coast, but I don't know. But shout out to know. hot dogs. I had a jumbo dog at the stadium. Tyler Reddick even ate a hot dog before he went racing. That was pretty incredible. He did. They just, just hot dogged it up. But, uh, but yeah, so, I guess that's that's the recap right there of our weekend. That's everything that went down. We're getting ready to go to Daytona. We got another week, Super Bowl weeks here. Um, we're we're back in full swing, boys and girls. We did a uh, a DFS space on Twitter. Um, as you all can tell, I you know I think Dale and I are definitely going to be leaning more towards betting uh, with videos and things this year. Um, and for DFS, we're definitely going to have things rolling. We're still kind of putting things together. We got another week to do that. Uh, everyone that's out there asking about premium, hold tight. We're still working on things. We got another week. Give us our time. And we promise you, we're going to take care of the garage fam. Main thing that we're concerned with is we want you bagging. We want you bagging good. And we got you, we got you started off real nice for the uh the 2022 nascar season so we got a little bag to tote to daytona with us and uh and we're gonna keep stuffing that bag throughout this season that is the plan that is the goal uh so that that's all i got dale you got anything else to close this this bad boy out shout out to joey logano for for bringing us the bag and shout out to to our boy ricky stenhouse for the hospitality and, and being 
uh, interactive and so cool to us as always. Ricky Stenhouse is a good motherfucker, and I think he's gonna have a good year this year. So, amen. It'll be exciting. I, I second that. I second that. Shout out to shout out to the to Bill's boy, Chase. Up, we got to chat with him a little bit pre race. Did a little video for Who's Racing, and uh, just kind of just kind of chatted it up with the man ready to see that guy again in Daytona. Just uh, I second that. I think. Uh, I was high on Elliott to win the clash. Didn't work out, but I'll go ahead and tell you right now in this recap, I think he's going to win the Daytona 500. So let me go ahead and just, uh, and just say that that we've already got a consensus pick. So there's your early consensus right there for, uh, for Daytona. We've already, you already know we're both going to be on chase Elliott. So go ahead and hammer it at plus million right now as it, well, probably won't be that high because he's chase Elliott, but he's flying around, around, uh, he's, I think a thousand plus a thousand plus twelve hundred. So hammer it Still, before practice really qualifying gets here. Just go ahead and do it. Be smart. All right. Well, that is a show. That is a recap. And we will see you beautiful motherfuckers again soon. Thank you for listening. And uh love you, Garage fam. We'll see you soon. It's the garage guys. 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 It's it's it's. It's the garage guys. It's it's the garage guys.